Not-So-Fantasy Football, A Loser's Guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello, FBL players. This is uh, Not-So-Fantasy Football. You're listening on Uzo Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob, man, this is good. <laughs> I, I yeah, we're improving. I forget how it works this time, so you know. <laughs> right, um, Yanis, be honest. Yeah. How you Shall doing? I start? <laughs> Off you go, uh, I'm fine. My life is fine. Oh, are you asking FPL? Sorry, because that's <laughs> not fine. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, no. I'm, I'm actually very excited because. Um, after a year and a few months, no, a year and a half that I've been playing FBO, mm-hmm. I've had my worst score. Ah. Finally, I broke my record. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited. Last week I broke my record positively with uh, 120, it's... 22, whatever it was. Yeah. And now I'm 100 less. It really I'm is. I'm 28 net. It really is peaks and troughs, isn't it? Um, I think it this is. season, you know, I think. This uh, statistics show that this week was the worst week on average, and last week was the best week on average. So it's not just you. It is. Is does yeah, it does I'm it sure. help you in some way to know that the entire FPL community has done equally well and terribly with their stats? You know, actually, what I was thinking, and this is the only consolation. I, I mentioned that yesterday on the chat. Mm-hmm. It's actually very bizarre that I've had this ridiculously low score yeah. of 28 net and still I moved from 40,000 to 87 88,000 I yeah. mean the drop is insignificant yeah. to how bad the score was it's mental. so I'll take it I'll I, take it I basically lost the double game week's progress but you know it's it's still not bad I, I lied I'm sorry the worst game week was actually the blank game week which was a 28 point average uh, and this was a 40 point average but this was the lowest of the uh, regular game weeks with full uh, with all, yeah. all game all teams playing all teams in yeah. inverted brackets and so you can take it in a, a different way last week i had 122 adding the 28 now mm-hmm. makes it 150 yeah which means that it's 50 average for game week which is okay yeah definitely it's not to celebrate something to celebrate but it's not a disaster. So, no. I mean, we are supposed to be moaning, but actually we're being very positive. So I don't know what's going on. Something's yeah. wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, it's done, you know, it's done. We we made our choices. We made our choices not expecting players like Trent and Mane. You know, we made our choices expecting Robertson and Salah and you know, short term, you cannot go transferring these players in. So, and and even if we could have, we wouldn't have. So, that's the yeah. sort of that's the deal with this. Um, it has been, you know, going for bubbling under for a while that Cancelo would get a big haul. You know, he's hit the post, he's hit the bar. Loads of FPL players have been saying Cancelo is going to get a big haul. Cancelo is going to get a big haul, and yeah, I didn't doubt it. I just wanted to see it before it before i sort of jumped on that bandwagon and sure uh you know i'm not about bandwagons really anyway i'm not a massive fan having said that 
the Gundog bandwagon, the Gundog one, the Gundog, the Gundog millionaire, as we called him last wagon. week. Wagon, the Gundog uh, wagon. He poured well and truly into our station. You know, we we predicted he would get a haul. He did. So um, on that note, we did pretty well. You know, you know my uh, opinion on these things, and I'm going to ask now. It's kind of a rhetorical question. For, I'll go with Cancelo uh-huh. because you don't know him. I don't know him, and no. it's easier to kind of make it a rhetorical. Do you think that this is going to make him more confident and get more? Or is that kind of a, a well-deserved, but actually if you spread it out to those 10 amazing game weeks he had, but not returning, it's nothing. Mm. I mean, it's just a point extra for every game week he played well, yeah. if you think about it. Indeed. I, I think so, you're right. Uh, you're taking a risk of taking a play because finally he... Because he was unlucky, let's be let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And his teammates have ruined a lot of assists that he might have. So many. So it's not only him. But does that mean that suddenly he's becoming a very reliable option? Or I mean, how do you weight this? I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting an answer. You know, yeah. this is how I think of those things. Is that positional like play that he's got now? He is playing very much more as a as a higher midfielder when City are against the weaker teams. So I think when City are against the weaker teams, he's definitely someone to focus on. When they're against less weak teams, I'm unsure still because uh, you know, if they when they've got hard runs against like Liverpool and Man United and, and teams like that, I'm not entirely certain that that he'll play in the same way. Um I'm not even entirely certain that he'll play and that's kind of why we're not jumping uh, on him. You're getting exactly to my next question. Because having we a... saw a, a, it's getting dangerous now. Yeah, we saw this amazing uh, tri- um, substitution of Laporte coming in mm-hmm. and actually playing in midfield. I mean, that was that was mental, bizarre, mental. Uh, so, and we also saw that Gundogan was taken off right away. Yeah. Which means, apparently, that he's expecting a lot of from him. Exactly. So he wants to rest him. But that means that in any opportunity, he will rest both Cancelo and Gundogan and probably Diaz Stones at some point. Um, I'm not entirely certain that Diaz and Stones holds because I think he... I, okay, everyone's trying to predict Pep and this is the worst idea ever, but... I think Stones and Diaz are what he's discovered are a solid centre-back pairing. They're working for him and they have been working for him for the past 10 game weeks. Uh, And it would take an extremely brave Pep to to change that because Pep is a defence-minded manager that transforms teams in that way and then they get attacking returns. And I think he's realised that Stones and Diaz work well together. Uh, And they're both playing so well they don't get dropped. But... Laporte but coming who in. says that? Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Who says that in uh, against Sheffield? Let's say mm-hmm. there are three nil after first half. Yeah. And he decides on forty fifth minute to rest one of them and use this time for Laporte to get back into the team because the the fixtures that they've got, the schedule that they've got, is mental. I mean, so got... we are aiming for the double game weeks, mm-hmm. which is fantastic for City. Mm-hmm. Triple up and everything. But the players that we're aiming for will need some rest. I mean, it's we're going through a second Christmas period. With this them. is true. This really and is true. Again, the same problem appears. I think Gundogan is now 
the most important uh, creative asset and attacking asset in the team now that De Bruyne has gone. Um, so that's the reason why he got taken off when he got taken off because uh, Pep needs him. And when Pep knew the game was won, Pep was like, okay, take him off. Game's won. I'm going to, you know, give some other people a run out and he needs to be fit for the next game. So I think that's going to be the way that he plays with Gundogan. I wouldn't be surprised if Gundogan plays every game. Uh, at least, I think, start Starting every, every game. game. And then yeah, maybe I, comes I off. Completely I would be surprised agree. if he comes on as a substitution because they tend, they're tend they playing very well. They're going to win most of their games coming up. They've got pretty good fixtures. Some tough fixtures, but some pretty good fixtures coming up. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Gundogan's the main asset. And at 5.5 as a fantasy player, that's absolutely a no-brainer. Um, you are right about the Cancelo though you know the other defend defenders is he going to bench him is he going to switch him no one really knows no one knows and he's so active and runs so much so he's one of the players who will need some rest yeah. it's kind of the nature of the position I would imagine that Stones and Diaz in the way that they play need less rest because mm-hmm. They have the possession so much time. They're just passing it through between themselves. Yeah. It's different. But Cancelo, it starts from a right back and suddenly might end up as a striker at some position. So yeah. he's going everywhere. He needs some rest. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that prevents me from going, let's say, triple City defence, which is very, very risky anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because, the, I mean, we saw, we noticed West Brom, they were really bad City was fantastic against yeah. them but they had two chances that could have easily led to a goal exactly and for City it would be no harm but for FPL it would be a disaster exactly so you have to think of that as well and also looking forward in game week uh, 23 they've got Liverpool 24 they've got Tottenham and 25 they've got Arsenal so there might be double game weeks in those game weeks but when you've got a double game week that includes a strong team, I'm now putting Tottenham as a strong team, which is a gross error, um, I'm well aware. And Arsenal as well, in fairness. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you're when you're playing against strong teams, those double game weeks have a bit less of a push, especially if you're going to triple up on the defence. So yeah. for me, I'd definitely say take that with a pinch of salt. Um, you've already you've already fit um, Gundogan in your team. Indeed. What would you advise people who would like to bring him in? And I think it's it's this game of price that has happening. Mm-hmm. We feel that because he's five point seven, I think he's now mm-hmm. whatever six seven. Yeah, he's not a premium, let's say. No, but that doesn't mean that he's not reliable as a constant returner. Definitely let's say. not. It's it's very risky. We always think um, of. We look at the prices, but we should look at the names first. Mm. And especially this year, we've had so many blanks from premiums. And it's mostly that they're consistently blanking, which is terrible. Yeah. So we need to think of it more as who is going to return and then deal with the prices. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think looking at... I think it's got to be a mix of everything. You know, your, your higher priced players are higher priced because they are more reliable. And over the course of the season, they're going to get you the most points. Um, if you ignore 
Aubameyang. But still, <laughs> on average, <laughs> they're going to get you most points. But also, you know, you've got to look at fixtures. You've got to look at form and you've got to look at how the individual players are playing and where they're playing, if they're playing out of position. Gundogan was playing as a striker for, you know, some of the game. Uh, that's where he got his goal from. You know, he was literally yeah. up front as a false nine. So I think Gundogan is potentially a captaincy option for this week. They've got uh, who have they got? Sheffield? No. Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah. So yeah. Gundogan is a potential captaincy option for this week, no doubt about it. The defence is also a captaincy option because Sheffield are sure. not very potent. Having said that, and I don't they think they can score two score against, against Manchester United. <laughs> so yeah, we'll again, see. Again, especially yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm asking all that because I was saving so much money to get Kane. Yeah. And. On one side, I was so disappointed that I was missing all the other things that were going around mm-hmm. because I had, um, I was very dedicated to this goal of mine, getting Kane, sold Robertson. It didn't hurt me after all. Uh, thank God for me. <laughs> but then finally, I left it. I, I mean, I was wise enough to leave it until today mm-hmm. or tomorrow, actually, morning to make the transfer. And suddenly Kane is out of the picture. Yeah. Maybe. Question mark. Big yeah. question mark. You were priced out of the move and you were, you know, devastated that you were priced out of the move yesterday. And now all of a sudden... I was, I was priced out uh, 0.2. 0.2. Because when I originally thought of getting him, he was 11.1. Yeah. And now he was 11.3. Yeah. He's dropping again. He's going to be 11.2 by tomorrow or something. I think he will drop but, tonight. Yeah, I'm sure. And now I'm thinking, whoever I get go to, because I'm not going to Werner or not Ings... Is going to be a cheaper option. DCL, of course, is the the shout. The, I mean, yeah, DCL, Richarlison, the easiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm thinking there's a lot of money in the bank. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you ignore money, a very reasonable for me transfer would be Son to Gundogan, mm-hmm. which is again a lot of money aside because Son. I don't know. He, he, you know my opinion, and he's the most uh, value for money yeah. pr- price player. But without Kane, it's getting a bit more. I'm getting nervous. Yeah. Because the creativity that Tottenham has with Kane and without Kane is kind of a big, big difference. So I would. That's why I'm asking, where would you place Gundogan as a replacement of Suchek, let's say? Mm-hmm. Because it's a small, it's a very small change. It's a sideways, actually. Mm-hmm. Or or would you consider him as a as a middle price value, like Son Grealish, Hamas? Yeah. So No matter what the price is. So for me, looking at this, from this week's perspective, every opinion you give is like the current week's perspective... If I was to give you my honest opinion, if you look around YouTube right now, you'll find a dozen opinions that say Suchek is great, but he is someone that you're always going to leave on your bench. You know, he's always that fifth midfielder option. And because of that, it's better to have Gundogan in that position because Gundogan is more reliable for points than Suchek. They're both getting points. You know, they both scored this game week, but Gundogan is more reliable for the points than Suchek because he's playing in a better team, in a better position, and he's more, you know... Um, relied upon. Suchek is going to get you goals once every five game weeks, maybe a bit more often than that, but you're going to expect more from Gundogan right now. That's what you're going to hear all over YouTube and that's what I think you're going to hear. So I would say 
that would be a, a sensible move. Son for Gundogan, I think if you've got a lot of value in Son, there is no point in getting him out. I bought him for 8.9. Yeah. He's now almost 9.8. He's now gone up almost a million. For me, I'm not going to get him out. There's no point. Um, but also, you can get him... They're not the same price for me. For me, Son is much closer to the Bruno and KDB prices. Uh, if I was going to get him out, I'd go up rather than down. So it's got to yeah. be someone in the middle of the park that you transfer your Grealish, your Gundogan, your James. I think this needs to be the price range that we need to be looking at. And if you don't have that price structure, it's going to be a very difficult one to get in. Um, I, I, I totally agree. It's more of a, a provocative question of you know trying to to find all different sorts of uh, strategies. And what I've been thinking because we've been moaning, I like that word. You know, it's my specialty mate, about Salah, Bruno, Kane also has blanked recently quite yeah. often. True. I mean, those premium assets have been blanking. At the same time, I've saved I saved enough money from Robertson and everything. And I was thinking, why go to a premium again? Mm-hmm. And since I since I failed to bring Kane at this moment, mm-hmm. why not go to like this modest attack of Bamford, Antonio, uh, Watkins, DCL, mm-hmm. Adams, and at yeah. the same time maybe go for the price, even for the defenders, like spread the money mm-hmm. to four premium defenders. And for premium, I mean middle range uh, midfielders. Yeah, I see, mean, we it's... gave exactly the opposite advice ten game weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. We gave exactly, exactly the opposite advice ten game weeks ago. See, there you go. So that's the thing, you know. It's it's an ever changing market. It's an ever changing world. As we've seen, you've seen that GameStop meme and the GameStop problem with that market, the stock markets uh, thing going on recently. No, but the defense the defense has <laughs> no, changed now. Okay. I mean, the the points getting that you get from uh, from the defenders are much more reliable, I would say, than it was during the first ten game weeks. Of course, so what naturally, seeing, I mean, City City has become a must. A more reliable city. Uh, we're seeing the defensive frailties of Man United, defensive frailties of Liverpool recently. Um, so maybe Liverpool are going to kick on and start getting some more clean sheets, but equally you can't rely on Matip as a regular yeah. position. Um, he's out again. He's out again, exactly. So it's a difficult one for me because it just that means that you're going to triple up in City, and I wouldn't be doing that. I would no be way. interested no way. in Luca Dina. Uh He's very much on the market for me because Everton have a potential double with City. Everton will double double in the next five game weeks between now and game week 26 they're going to have at least two double game weeks um yeah it's just how the fixtures lie so it's not a perfect fixture run but they're a good team and they seem to be back on track exactly plus they got Ducure coming back everyone's and coming back Alan is probably if not this game week but next game week he will be available yeah so that makes a big difference remember we were talking about Everton being bad because the trio in midfield were not playing Mm -hmm. the three big transfers they made were absent so that makes a big difference what is fantastic about Dina that you mentioned is that 
in the the way that they played last week, he was playing as a for, as a, a wing back. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so good for him. Exactly. Because he's really good. Let's be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. I had him only for one week before he got injured. I was very unlucky with him. Yeah. But definitely, he's on my radar. Him and Chilwell are the two defenders I'm thinking of buying this week. Exactly. Tuchel looks to have chosen Chilwell, but it, if you noticed, it was a weird. Um, it was a sort of three-four-three formation with yeah. two number tens flanking Giroud uh, in Ziyech and Havertz. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to ha- they're going to stay long term because of how it all works out. And then it was like Hudson Odoi and Pulisic at the end of the game, but Hudson Odoi and Chilwell at the beginning of the game as like left and right wing backs. With yeah. your two midfielders, uh, Jorginho and uh, Kovacic, or Mason Mount, or Kante, Kante or whatever, whatever it's going to be. be. Yeah. And then three centre-backs. So the the value price there is Rudiger at 4.5. But the uh, having Chilwell as a left winger is also a great pick as a defender as well. So yeah, especially if they start yeah, with I am, I am worried about rotation mm-hmm. because they have quality and they have players that can easily be... I mean... I don't know, Alonso is kind of a joke because he was fantastic mm. recent years. I don't know if he's up for it. But still, they've got players. Even, um, oh, the, uh, Hector was going to laugh. Emerson. Uh, not Emerson. The, <laughs> we, we know about those long names. Not Kepa, the other. Uh, oh, says Aspliqueta. Yeah, Aspliqueta, yeah. Even he can play it. <laughs> At the left side so I mean they've got so many options even if, let's say that Chilwell feels tired it's an easy choice if just he... keep him on the bench and put some because it's a good run of fixtures it feels like it's going to be for Tuchel a little bit of a sort of pre-season where we're going to see some unusual formations some unusual players and until he's decided on that team we could have you know, we could have Alonso as a left wing back. You know, he substituted Chilwell off halfway through the game for Pulisic yep. to come on as a right wing back, and he switched Hudson Odoi over to left wing back, which was a bit crazy for He's me. He's trying things. He's experimenting. Pulisic yep. is much better on the left wing, so him cutting inside yep. is where you want him. But he he played Pulisic as a right winger quite a lot in his time at Dortmund, so that was where you know that that relationship was built. So you could see all sorts of things happening. So, yeah. So, yeah, if, if I had to choose one of them, I would probably go Dinia, despite Chelsea having a really great run of fixtures. Yeah. Um, but Dinia is definitely uh, nailed on. Yeah. Uh, they've got the double fixtures, mm-hmm. the, the double game weeks. Coming up, yeah. And um, I'm waiting to see how Chelsea is going to experiment with what they're doing. Yeah. Is it time? This is a pressing <clears throat> question. Is it time to jump off Leeds' assets, specifically Bamford? Uh, Bamford. Originally, I was thinking Adams to Kane, but mm-hmm. then after this game week, I was going for Bamford, uh, Bamford to Kane. Yeah. And uh, this is probably going to become Bamford to DCL. Yeah. I haven't gained much from him, to be honest. It's not something I'm so happy of um, doing because... Um, let me see. I have this on my list. I bought him at six, mm-hmm. and he said six point seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gaining point three, which is not that bad. But the problem is that he's never going to go six point eight. Yeah. To give me the extra. So, 
Adams has fallen to 5.9, so I've already missed. So maybe it's worth for me to go to sell Bamford, mm-hmm. get those 0.3, mm-hmm. and um, and wait for Adams maybe to have some kind of a revival of of his... Which he does seem to which have. Which is not improbable. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think, for me personally, what what we predicted at the start of the season, if we look at that, teams... Southampton and uh, Leeds play high energy, high pressing and what we predicted at the start of the season was that about two thirds of the way through the season we're going to start to see a decline because they're not going to be able to keep up the energy that they've had at the beginning of the season throughout the entire season. We've seen it you know, plenty of seasons back, you know, Swansea teams, all sorts of teams coming up, playing really high energy, smashing it, looking like amazing teams and then halfway through they start to fade away and then the next season they'll maybe drop down the league again or they'll stay around by changing how they play. I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds start, if the decline starts here, really. Um, and for that reason, Bamford does worry me a bit. Is it just Bamford? Because this is what I'm going to ask. Defensive assets I'm going to stay well clear of now. That's it. I had Dallas yeah, and I was sad to get I'm Dallas asking. out. Um but he worries I was me. telling you, I'm thinking of getting a, a premium, let's say, Chilwell or Dinya, and mm-hmm. I can't think of a better solution than going from, from Dallas to Dinya, let's say. I think that's because a wise point. Mitchell is so cheap. I mean, I don't I don't need to change him. He's on my bench. Five fixtures. I don't need him. They're all amazing. If you look at their next five fixtures, they are... I know, I know. Palace has the best run. They've got uh, great but fixtures. Zufal, why sell Zufal? West Ham are, and not Dallas. You know, West Ham are playing well. I don't, I don't get it. They're so, the, but okay. then you've got the other idea mm-hmm. of Leeds probably having that extra fixture at some point mm-hmm. with Southampton. So, are you selling both at the same time? I to sold Leeds assets. In... I saw Dallas two weeks ago for the. Double. Oh, you have done already. Okay. Yeah, I downgraded from Dallas for the double. Uh, I've still got Bamford. And I don't have any Southampton assets. So my thinking now is Kane is obviously needing to move somewhere potentially because uh, I don't want to have 11.3 million, you know, just hanging around. Um, but Have you gained anything from him? I gained 0.1. How much did you buy? Yeah. I bought him at 11. He's gone up to 11.3, so I gained 0.1, yeah. which is a bit annoying. Okay. But uh, I've got... Okay, I can hold I'm him. so... I'm so... This is, we'll have to have a show about our massive mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my, my um, how do you call it, after New Year's, that you said the resolution for yeah. next FPL season yeah. is that I need to pay attention at prices. Yeah. Because I've been so ignorant. I got Kane 10.5. I would have, and Son uh, 8.9 again. So it, it would have, and, and I, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I am holding on to Son with, no matter what. Um, you know, I'm going to hold on to Son throughout the rest of this season because I'm happy with how he's performing. He's now moving into potentially being a striker. He's going to be either playing the same position with Vinicius Jr. coming in or he's going to play as a striker. Um, I think with Ndombele in the team and potentially uh, you know, another creative asset, Bale, Lamella, Lo Celso even coming in, I think we stand a chance of playing some good football against the bad teams and some okay football against the good teams. So I think Son is still a hold. And if now you know that if the goals are going to come, 
there's going to be a couple of wonder goals from Hoiberg and you know Bergwijn and things like that, but most of them are going to come from Son. Um, so you've got even more of a focus there towards him for goals. So yeah, I think that's that's my feeling. Kane might go, but also Jose might be just having us on. I don't understand how someone can come out within five minutes of the match finishing and literally tell everyone Kane's out for three weeks. Kane, he's out for three weeks. He's out for three weeks. It's literally like there are, yeah. there must be some scans that need to be done. There must be something that needs to happen. Even if Kane's out for a week, he's going to miss two game weeks. Keep that in mind. Um, but for me, I'm going to... Yeah, well, we're talking him. about weeks. It's it's um, yeah. calendar weeks. Exactly. Which means that it might be five games in between. Exactly. So, yeah. Um... I think personally for me my plan this week was to hold and to hold a transfer um, but I'm not entirely sure as to um, how much the Kane transfer has affected the Kane injury has affected that I'm tempted to go down to DCL or Richarlison um, but we'll just have to wait and see I think Richarlison's yeah. my pick purely because of the penalty situation um, but yeah we'll have to wait and see that's a good differential mm-hmm. because everyone's going for DCL. Exactly, it's crazy how he's rising. Exactly. So, how are you planning on on setting up your team for this week? Should we do a quick review? Just just a quick review. Oh yeah, we haven't yeah, actually we haven't announced any of these things. Uh, I got forty points. I wanted to avoid it. I took a minus four. We're all sad. This has been a terrible week for us. 40 points, took a minus four, so it's a net of 36. The average was 42, so that's seen me drop 50,000 in ranks. I had Martinez for a one-pointer in goal. Uh, Robertson, Stone, Soufal picked up nine points for me in total. Salah, Fernandez, Son picked up uh, six, seven, eight points eight. Uh, in total. With captaincy. With captaincy of Fernandez uh, getting me just two extras. As I said to you on the chat. I'm not worried about that because Salah, uh, Fernandez was captained by 2.7 million players, yeah. which is the highest captaincy ever in the history of the game. So the fact that I had him as captain and he didn't get any points, fine by me. Because um, everyone else also got no points from that. Gundogan got me 14, saved my game week. Uh, Watkins got me 6. Kane and Bamford got me 2 co- combined. Suchek sat on my bench for 15. So yeah, my bench this week... Uh, if I'd have had one player out and one player in, I would have been on 55, and that would have been a decent game week for me. Uh, as it stands, 40. Unhappy. Yeah. You want to hear mine? Go for it. So, Martinez won. Mm-hmm. Areola, 10. But <laughs> I picked Martinez. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Martinez won. Sufal, Dallas, uh, three in total. Thankfully, I had the two City ones, DS and Stones, yeah. getting me 12 in total. Then my midfield was that fantastic two four two Salah Fernandez captain and Son, mm-hmm. despite having Suchek on the bench as a first sub. I'm with you. Uh, and then my attack had this phenomenal return of uh, one for Bamford, two for Adams, and the most unlucky Antonio ever with just five with an assist. Yeah. And he could have gotten a hat trick easily that in this sad. game. That's easily really sad. So my bench had uh, twenty eight, mm-hmm. and my team had twenty eight. That's stunning, <laughs> mate. That really is stunning. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. That's really mental. Did you take a hit this game week? 
I did. That's yeah. why 28. It's 32 okay. minus 4. That's, that's I'm talking net now. Yeah, I'm so is... proud of my, my, uh, Your net my score, so I'm, I'm talking net, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay, moving forwards, I think um, my aim is now to get an Everton asset in. I've got two Villa assets, so I'm not focusing about their double game week with City as well. Um, they they will have one in the near future when they come I'm not too sure but I've got Watkins and Martinez so I'm covered at both ends of the pitch there for them Watkins is surprisingly getting some points for me which I'm, I wasn't necessarily expecting but in the last two game weeks he's picked up uh, 15 points so quite happy with that yeah. moving forwards I think I'm going to look at what Kane out potentially uh, like I said I'm going to hold on for as much news as I can on that so I'm probably going to make that sound like tomorrow morning. Uh, my other option is just to hold on. Um, I think Kane to Ings is a sensible choice because Ings has got mm. a good run of fixtures coming up. Um, Villa like, United, Newcastle. Exactly. But like I said yeah. uh, earlier... And he's fixture-proof. He has no problem. I mean, he could score against United yeah. he really, with his eyes closed. There's not a lot of worry there with him. Um, but like I said before really the asset I want to be getting in is is someone from Everton because of the fact that they will have between now and game week 26 two double game weeks potentially one in game week 26 and then one in 28 I think the it is. one is though against City so it's not the ideal one but yeah I, I understand it's I agree. A, yeah exactly um, they're going to have a double in either 24 or 26 or 26 and 27 Um that's pretty much a hundred percent guaranteed yeah. now. What's the other one? Uh, what am I missing? I'm I'm, I'm forgetting the. The twenty six is the FA Cup, and twenty four or twenty seven is going to be the rearranged match that they've missed out on, um, which I can't remember right now. Oh, it, it was is. the COVID against uh, Villa. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was the Villa one. It was the, because of Villa's COVID. Yeah, that Saturday before the double game week. Yeah. That Villa then played against Newcastle and had a fixture double game week, but Everton had a blank. Uh, yeah, I never remember. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Everton City game week 16 and then FA Cup. Uh, Everton Spurs. Everton play Spurs in the FA Cup and City. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll have a look at that. <laughs> yeah. City Wolves, I think it is. But... Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is this is your plan. Mm-hmm. Going up until the last moment for Kane. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do the same. But mm-hmm. Although I've set it up. I'm, I mean, I don't have Kane. But um, my I've got a lot of money in the bank. I've got 5.6. Yeah. So, it's... It's actually tempting to use it. One thought is to go to take a hit again. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think I don't want it to be a panic move. That's why I'm leaving it up, up until the last moment. Mm-hmm. So probably I will go Bamford to DCL mm-hmm. and Dallas to Dina. So it's a very yeah pro Everton. It's a move. double lead to Everton move. Yeah, which might punish me very much because they're playing. It, against each other in game week 22 yeah <laughs> so that might be a horrible <laughs> you'll see the result <laughs> disaster. Very quickly. or it might be a fantastic move mm-hmm. we'll see so i'm planning this is this is again 
I'm going with Martinez again. Mm-hmm. Although uh, Ariola is playing against West Brom. Yeah. I, I don't expect for... him to have a second massive return. I think I've got Johnston this week against Fulham. So I'm against Fulham. To go Johnston against Fulham over Martinez against is it Southampton. And then I'll play three at the back. Diaz, Stone, yeah. Stenia. They've mm-hmm. got actually fantastic fixtures on paper. It's Sheffield for the City guys and Newcastle for Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, Salah, Fernandez, Son, and Suchek. Mm-hmm. Yes, playing good. Obviously, he's going to blank, but mm-hmm. just have him there. And then my three attacking will be DCL, Antonio, and Adams. Perfect. So I've got two players against Liverpool. It's not ideal. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe I can have Mitchell against Wolves and have Suchek on my bench, which actually sounds better now that I see. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I oh, have... I like it. I like it. I, if you want to bench Suchek again, fine. Um, <laughs> they didn't look very susceptible to set pieces. Uh, you know, against Spurs, we didn't have many. Uh, we didn't have a single shot after the 48th minute, which is he doesn't need depressing. set pieces. He's he's a threat he's any just, time, okay. any place. So why wouldn't you look at maybe Smith Rowe up to Hames? I am looking at something like that. Cool. Yeah, but not currently. I mean, I I can't have a triple Everton in one go and take okay. two hits. Okay. Fair. Uh, Although, you're right, because Hamas is fantastic in home games. So it would be a perfect opportunity against Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, but I might save it up until, because they've got the Man United fixture on game with 23. Mm. Maybe I'll go for a third Everton after that. Cool. When I let them roll a bit. Yeah. Because I've taken a hit last week. I've taken, I will take a hit now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overdo it. Yeah, my, my aim is to it's have... It's either a, Grealish or Hamas. Yeah. I want to have at least three players from 29 that are definitely playing on my bench in game week 26. So, focusing on getting those in, I don't... I think Fivos has mentioned that he doesn't want to use his wildcard. I am with him. I think I want a wildcard out of blank game week 29 in game week 30 more than I want a game week blank uh, card into game week 26 for the double. So I yeah. want to plan for the double this week, this time. So try and get players that are going to almost guaranteed a double. Um, City are there, you know, quite a lot of Villa, Everton. If they don't have the FA Cup double, they'll have another double somewhere else. So, um, and then... Uh, wildcard out in 30 and just be prepared for the home straight and go from there on in. Um, yeah, makes sense. Cool. I'm not thinking that forward because I've been... I've had problems with strategies, so I'm yeah. just... Yeah, <laughs> thinking the next three game weeks and that's fine for me. <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm going to post an article in the chat about um, that I've found on Fantasy Football Hub that is form versus fixtures and it's really quite interesting because City and Arsenal are very near the top. Arsenal are near the top because they've had great form and now they've got great fixtures. And um, City, well, they've got okay fixtures coming up, but they're playing well. City are also at the top because they've had amazing form. The fixtures are okay. Everton have been okay on form, have got great fixtures coming up. And then Leicester and Crystal Palace are 
you know, half and half. Crystal Palace, not a yeah. good form, great fixtures coming up. So those teams are <coughs> currently focusing on getting in. Liverpool are at the bottom of the table for worst form, including the Spurs game, and worst fixtures coming up. So Liverpool, Burnley, Brighton, Newcastle, Southampton are worst form and worst fixtures coming up. Um, Arsenal, City, Everton, Leicester, Palace are best form, best fixtures. Um, that's a really good article. I'll post that. Um, watch this battles. Do you want me to do the quick round up? Yes, go ahead. We'll do it. We'll do it in a couple of minutes. Uh, round up. Shaw got naught for me. Rafini got thirteen. Wood got eight for me. So that puts me at twenty-one. You had Matty Cash, Bernardo, and Wilson, who picked you up ten altogether. So I get the win there. What are your fixtures? What are your picks coming into this game week? Just to finish us off. I'll go with Alder Weyrold. Oh, you expect him to play? Against Brighton. Yes, I think that uh, Mourinho, he's selfish. Yeah. But he will think that what he did against Liverpool was horrible. So he might bring him back. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping at least. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, Shall I continue? I always forget what the limit for midfielders is. Eight. Is it eight? Eight for midfielders, yeah. Okay. Then, um, yeah, okay, I'll go with Rodriguez ah. since I haven't had it. Or I, was it yours? Was he, it yours? He was, yeah, I mean, I haven't really looked, but yeah, he's okay. going to be there. Don't I'm worry. Fine. I'll go Bernardo Silva. No. I'll go Bernardo Silva. You can't oh, because can't you had him it. last week. I had him. Yeah. <laughs> then it, it might be James Madison. I'm fine with him too. No, no, you've got Rodriguez. Next, striker. Striker. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's quick. Uh, easy. Um, who's... Yeah, Villa. Um, I'll go with Watkins. Watkins. I, 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 he... say, I mentioned easy because I knew you would, you would not be able to pick him. So. Exactly. So I'm going to go with uh, Harvey Barnes in my midfield. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, I can't go Cancelo. Um, this is difficult. <laughs> this is tough, man. Um, That's why I just Chelsea. I'm going to go with Rudiger. Rudiger, good. Because I have been going on about him for the past couple of uh, days. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I don't think Richarlison or Calvert Lewin are under seven point five. What's what price is Calvert Lewin? No, no, they're seven point seven and seven point eight. I think or nine. Okay, uh, then it's going to have to be uh, Shea Adams, maybe, against uh Yeah, there you go. You go, you go Adams, I go Watkins. Yeah, they're playing against each other. Shea Adams against Villa, or Bobby Deckard over Reed. Mm. I think I'm going to go with Shea Adams. Yeah. Just because they've got a good run of fixtures coming up. So, that wraps us up. Anything else there you want to say? I think we're fine. We, I'm doing a lot of um, mental, you know, thinking of how this game should be played and how to improve. Mm-hmm. And we can have something after all those doubles end, and mm-hmm. we have some time to reflect on what has happened. And yeah. um, I, I'm pointing out my mistakes, my big mistakes. That's why I have that long chart. <laughs> what? What points I've gained, yeah. what points I've left on my bench, which is the worst part. I'll post the quick one, the the website one on um, 
online on on our WhatsApp chat. Yeah. It's I think it's FPL Statistico, or it, uh, that's something. I'll post the link, and you guys can all check. Yeah, good. Those points that you've benched yourself. It's it's basically what Yanis is doing, but quicker and not as thoroughly detailed. <laughs> um, so I'll give you that. Um, and yeah, just remember, guys, just Great. stay safe and uh, stay tuned. Obviously, indeed, and we'll see you guys next week. Ciao for now. Have a good game week, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Radio.